Hello again, podcast listeners. This is the newest educational podcast, the Georgia High School Principals Podcast, a podcast by high school principals, for high school principals, and all educators of Georgia. I'm your host, Jim Finch, and I am the principal of Mary Persons High School located in Forsyth, Georgia. Our mission and vision of this project is to interview high school principals across our state for the sake of professional learning. Thanks for listening to the Georgia High School Principals podcast, and feel free to use your preferred format, and don't forget to like, listen, and share. Today's podcast is Season 1, Episode 7, and again, we are taking a short break from our usual lineup of principals to speak with other educational leaders whose former job was principal, but whose job now is to support the work of high school principals. With that being said, today's guest is none other than Dr. Robin Hines. He is the executive director of the Georgia High School Association located in Thomaston, Georgia. Dr. Hines is a former high school principal at Northside High School and Warner Robins, Georgia, and also at Jackson County High School, and is a former HR director and superintendent of Houston County Schools. How are you today, Dr. Hines? Better than I deserve, Dr. Finch. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, we're glad that you've taken a break from your uh, busy schedule today to kind of talk to us about some uh, important items that you work on as the executive director at the GHSA and what it is that you do that may intersect a little bit with the duties and responsibilities of high school principals and, and the work that you do that kind of supports high school principals. So many of our podcast listeners know the topics of our podcast have been directly connected to the specific day-to-day duties and responsibilities of high school principal. Uh, but today's questions will kind of be centered on the work that Robin Hines does at the GHSA to support the principals and schools that are in the GHSA membership. So. Dr. Hines, what we'll do is we'll move into our question series and hear some of the great work that the GHSA uh, does and that sometimes maybe even be lost on uh, some of the, the membership folks. So let's just kind of start over, start off with our, our um, for our listeners and, and tell us a little bit about your educational resume and background. Well, uh, you know, I've been a teacher, a coach, an AD, uh, head coach. Uh, assistant principal, high school principal for 10 years, assistant superintendent for school operations, and then retired as a superintendent in Houston County, uh, and which brings me up to the executive director of the Georgia High School Association. So, you know, I've been fortunate to have some great jobs. Every one of them has been great. I will say that probably my favorite of all was being a high school principal. Uh, just really enjoyed that work and you know being with the kids every day but uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell okay and you are currently in your I want to say your third year there at the GHSA yeah this is my third year okay Uh, you know why is it that you do what you do what is your why well you know the thing about it is is you know, when you're in a service industry, which is what I think education is, you know, for your whole life, and, uh, you know, and, and then I, you know, 30-plus years, and when I retired, even though, you know, I stayed busy doing things like being Georgia's commissioner for the Interstate Compact and doing some work for uh, GSSA and, and serving on boards and that sort of thing, I just missed the day-to-day uh process of serving people and uh you know when this presented itself it gave me an opportunity to do that and 
you know, in the Georgia High School Association, you know, throughout my entire career, you know, and of course going back as a student and the opportunities that it provided, you know, it was just important to myself and my wife. And, you know, when I uh, talked to her about it, you know, because we were thoroughly enjoying retirement, I will tell you that. But, you know, she she was all on board, says, you know, you know if you can – you can help that's what you need to do and so that's what we've done and and it's been great you you are serving uh you know almost 470 schools and you know you're providing order and uh trying to uh, a level playing field you're trying to make sure that everything is right so that uh you're comparing apples and apples and uh and and a big part of that is, is you stay really busy. You know, there's a lot more travel and things like that than, than we thought. But same time, the GHSA and the National Federation of High Schools, you know, has an expectation uh, for spouses as well. And my, my wife enjoys the work, too. And so so we get to spend a lot of good quality time together and, uh, and still serving, you know, schools and the young people of the state. And it's, it's very rewarding. Okay. What about uh, any hobbies, special interests, uh, your family members? Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself when it comes to that. Uh, well, my family, I have a great family. Of course, my wife, Kim, is, uh, you know, we've been married for she's almost 37 years now, I believe it is, and have three kids. Uh, Melissa's a special ed teacher in Danielsville. Uh, her husband, Brad, is a pharmacist there, and my middle daughter Ashley uh, is is the uh, she is in charge of uh, for FCA uh, the women's ministries at the University of Georgia and uh, she really enjoys that work and she's an assistant cheerleading coach at the University of Georgia and her husband Will was was a former tennis player at Georgia and he works with the tennis the women's tennis program there. And then I have a son, Bobby, who is doing his doctoral work at North Georgia currently, uh, going to pharmacy, or excuse me, uh, God, what's he doing? He's, he graduated from Georgia in athletic training, and now he's in physical therapy school. And his wife, Rachel, who was a D1 soccer player at the University of Washington, is coaching at Piedmont, and they live there in the North Georgia mountains, and, you know, that's... That's kind of it in a nutshell. Of course, you know, there are four grands, you know, which are the light of my life. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, that's pretty much us. Well, good deal. Good to hear. Let's uh, go ahead and start moving into some of these questions so our listeners can kind of uh, gain a full understanding of what it is that you do there at the GHSA and how that kind of connects with what uh, high school principals in our state do. So. For listeners and principals who may not fully understand the scope of your duties and responsibilities, tell us your primary day-to-day activities and then tell us some of the big picture items that you work on at the GHSA. Well, you know, as executive director, you're obviously responsible for the overall operations that goes on and there's so many things that that go in there. You know, I still feel like I'm learning, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, day-to-day, just, you know, the the volume of emails and calls and stuff it it, you have to work on those things all day long just to try to even stay up you know when we talk about eligibility uh i don't think people realize how big it is in georgia like currently we have over 
380,000 non-transfer students that are eligible for activities that have been turned in. Now, those things, as you know, are turned in online, which helps an awful lot, uh, saves a lot of time. Uh, we are over 4,000 transfers, Form Bs. You know, each one of those has, has to be looked at and evaluated and ruled upon. Uh, you know, when you just figure the time that, that we've been in this school year and you figure over 4,000 documents, you can just imagine the time and effort that takes to get that done. And, and if someone is, is ruled a migrant student, you know, which is something that doesn't meet the bylaws as laid forth for transfer eligibility, there's an opportunity for the schools to fill out hardships. And those hardships are uh, sent in, and we're probably somewhere around, you know, 400 that we've done. So when you just look at that piece of it, uh, you know, those are starting to slow down just a little bit, but, you know, up to this point, that takes up the majority of my time and 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 of course you know there are other uh directors associate directors that are responsible you know here in the office you know for individual sports that they're working on and and just staying up with them and what's going on and and how are the brackets coming out you know how are we organizing the championships where is it going to be which is always difficult because georgia is a large state and no matter how you break it down, they're going to be outliers, you know, that are going to have to travel a lot. You know, these are the things that we worry about. We try to set things up uh, to do the best that we can for our schools. But, but sometimes some schools are going to have to travel, you know, whether we like that or not. And uh, so that's just a brief thing about what it, what it is that we do every day. But, but uh, you know, there are any number of things that happen on a weekly basis you know there are meetings with special interest people you know like uh, we meet with the falcons for many different things you know and their staff like they'll uh, there'll be a meeting coming up that we're dealing with you know what is the problem with athletic trainers and trying to get coverage for our entire state you know how are they going to help us with the rollout of of girls flag football uh you know as we prepare for the legislative uh, season that's going to be coming up, you know, there are things that are going on now. You know, there was a resolution that was passed in the Senate that they would take a look at our processes, and we had that first meeting last week. You know, there's always things that are going on, uh, you know, dealing with our sponsors, you know, working on the budget, uh, trying to do where we can do the best financially for our member schools and be good stewards of that. It's all encompassing. It's 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 kind of like you know being in the superintendent role uh, as as far as you know you've got a job to do, but you've got to do it when you have time to do it because there's so many other things that are going on at the same time. So you know certainly my work as a high school principal has helped me with that, and, and because time management is a big big deal. And when you're a high school principal, things are coming at you 90 miles an hour. And you have to make decisions, and you need to know who you can rely on, and you know those type of things. The same is true for what I do here. Okay, you mentioned uh, about our state being large, and you know having so many member schools. Uh, for some people who may not fully understand your staffing there, 
Tell us how many people you have working in the office there at GHSA. There are 14 of us. And, uh, you know, that's not very much. And, and, and when you compare our staff uh, to other states and all that, we, we're, we're pretty lean. But, uh, you know, the Georgia High School Association is staffed with some people that are totally committed to the mission. And they work hard and do a great job. And, and, and you know, we have, as I talked about, we have the, uh, the other directors, the associate directors in there. But we've got a, a group of uh, administrative assistants here that are second to none. And, and, you know, they deal with, you know, you know hardship appeals, uh, you know, greeting the public. We, you, we, somebody that deals with all of our uh, officials and all that registration, which there are almost 9,000 of those and everything that's associated with officials. Uh, you know, they deal with sanctioning, which is thousands of events that have to be sanctioned that are turned in. I mean, thousands of those, and that's really important because, you know, as we talk, you know, we want to compare apples and apples, and we have to make sure that the, that the schools that may be from out of state, even out of country, meet the same requirements that we have for our kids so that we're not playing people that are overage or, uh, you know, no longer in school and, and these type of things. So there's a, there's a lot of work that, that comes out of this office to make it all run smoothly. And we're probably at the point, you know, because we've added, um, you know, eSports, um, game day dance and dancing which next year dance and game day cheer will go into a championship sport and we'll be adding girls flag football and bass fishing so you know with that you know i feel that we're really at the point to where we need to add another director to our staff just so that we can take some of the pressure off everybody else that's pitching in to make sure this stuff happens but you know, at the point, we're at the point now where we need to have more staff. Okay. You mentioned um, about high school principal being one of the most favorite positions that you held. How, how do you, or how did the role of high school principal for you prepare you for being the executive director there at the GHSA? Well, I'm going to tell you this, you know, if you just look at the progression and, and of course, you know, or for full disclosure, I told you I was a high school principal for 10 years, and, you know, I think that that position is very critical, and I think as, as far as school leadership, I think the high school principal job prepares you probably better than maybe the other levels of middle school and elementary because you're used to the time that you put in there. Uh, you know, you're taking care of the teaching and learning piece, and you know, the culture of the schools and those sorts of things, but the extra and co-curricular, you know, that's extremely important too, and it's extremely time-consuming. And and you've got to be dedicated, and you've got to really be into it for it to uh, to work out the best way that you can. I, you know, I know that uh, when, as a coach, if you have an administration that supports you and understands how things work and provides those resources for you, you've got a better opportunity to be successful. But, uh, you know, before I go down that path, I just think that the fast pace, the quick decisions that are just made, you know, hundreds of them every single day that a high school principal 
has to do dealing with so many different things. You have to be able to multitask. You know, I, I think all that helped me be a better central office administrator. It absolutely helped me to be a better uh, superintendent. And, 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 of course, you know, all that lends itself to being able to do a better job in understanding how the Georgia High School Association works and, and what the requirements are that you have to have in place and you've got to be able to execute to do this job. So, you know, I just, I, I think the high school principal is a great training ground for anything that comes after that. Okay. You've spoken it many times at several different conferences that I've been or, uh, or even in your newsletters there that y'all put out at the GHSA. Um, you've talked about sportsmanship in Georgia high school athletics and what message do you think needs to be delivered to fans and coaches and players and how do you see the principal's role in promoting good sportsmanship in the schools in the community? Well the first thing is is it goes back to you know what is the reason that we do what we do why do we why do we have these extra and co-curricular activities in there I just don't think that there's a, a, a better classroom than than sports and you know athletics and fine arts and the reason that we do that is is we can through those activities we teach kids how to be a better citizen you know we teach them how to be a better father how to be a a, a, a better husband and to do things the right how to be a good teammate how to be a good employee how to be a good leader and those sorts of things and and you know we are scholastic education-based activities, okay? It's, it, and we shouldn't be about the win at all costs and, you know, those sorts of things. However, I will tell you that winning is important. <laughs> you know, I'm as competitive as it gets, and if there's a list, I want to be on the good side of it, you know, always. But I think somewhere along the line, and, uh, you know, we're missing the boat uh, sportsmanship has got to be stressed and taught in every one of our programs and activities. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you some numbers. In 1718, there were approximately 1,100 ejections, okay? Uh, out of those 1,100, 20 of those were adults, okay? Then we move forward in, into the last school year, and we went up to, gosh, close to 1,500. Now, you know, to keep it in context, we play thousands and thousands and thousands of games, and and the ejections and unsporting events are uh, certainly not involved in anywhere close to the majority of, of contests and games and all that, but it's too much. And when that number keeps ticking up, you know, I think that there's a fundamental problem. And so what I'm trying to do is, is to make – I think our administrators need to be more aware of what's going on, you know, I, I think that, you know, that principals and superintendents need to know. You know, I think that we need to put that information out so that we can see how it is that we're doing, because it, and until we become accountable for those things, it's just going to continue to increase, and that's not where we want to go. But you know, we do view that as a big problem. And uh, you know, one more thing about that is our uh, student athlete advisory council every year. That, that those kids come up and we we ask them what are the problems and they feel like the sportsmanship is a huge deal you know and 
And, you know, any increase or any unsporting event is shouldn't be tolerated. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be accepted. And we've got to do a better job, you know, where that's concerned. And we plan to do a checkup before Christmas and, you know, we're never we're not going to list anyone individually, but we're going to put it out there. Of, you know, what, you know the school and whether it's a, a student or a coach that was ejected, and what those fines and penalties are. Because until we know, you know, it's hard to do anything about it. And if we don't say anything about it, we're just saying that we're accepting it and we're not going to accept it. Okay. Um. You've been in your position. This is your third year now. How do you see your vision shaping at the GHSA, and, and what do you think principals can do to kind of help promote and advance your vision that you have there? Well, you know, as I've already talked about, is is is, is understanding that we are education-based activities, and and the bigger picture of all of it is is to provide an extension of the classroom to provide for you know, our young people in our state an opportunity to grow and to become better citizens, you know, and the like. And, uh, and of course, my vision, you know, for, for, for me personally here is, uh, you know, to give an analogy, you know, in Houston County, uh, there were, there were thousands of employees and it was a big thing. And I tried to make that as, small as I could make it you know I, I, I tried to get around and and know as many people as I could you know I wanted I wanted you know all the people there in Houston County to feel like they could pick up the phone and give me a call and and talk to me that, that that's what I want I want to be transparent I want to pr- provide great uh, customer service you know I could tell you stories of years and years ago where it was hard to call the the ghsa and that sort of thing i you know that's why i give my cell phone number out to everybody in the state of georgia if you've got a problem you know i may not be able to tell you what it is that you want to hear but i can at least talk to you and 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 we can we can talk about it i want i want to be more user friendly you know that's my vision uh you know for the georgia high school association and and just want to examine those opportunities to where we can provide a great service that are going to help our young people. That, that's the bottom line. Okay, we're in a little season of the GHSA um, doing collecting FTE and getting ready for our next reclassification cycle, and a lot of people's attention and eyes and ears have been towards that process. Uh, what do you think about the latest developments in the new reclassification for the next cycle, and how do you think that relates to things like competitive balance and you know realignments of classifications and regions and so forth? Well, the the first thing that I would say is, and of course I kind of realize that from having gone through reclassification as a coach, principal, you know, central office administrator, and all that stuff. <laughs> reclassification is. Is, is is kind of a sport within itself, <laughs> you know. You because you know, whenever you try to reclassify and you try to do those things, and competitive balance has to come in there, you know, at some point. Yeah, you know, you've got to you've got to be thinking about that. And anytime you make those type of decisions, you're going to have, you know, people on each side of the issue, and and it's going to be difficult. Well, this year the. Uh, committee the reclassification committee 
and the uh, state executive committee has certainly made competitive balance, uh, you know, a big part of this. And uh, and just, you know, when you've got a situation where there may be uh, certain uh, schools that are really doing well and, and uh, winning a lot of the state championships and they're trying to examine and trying to trying to balance that competitively. And, and they've tried to do that through the processes that we have in place. And, and it's going to be difficult because there are going to be people on both sides of the issue. But just to look into the future, you know, there is no way to avoid, you know, those issues until we classify, you know, based on, you know, uh, previous success by sport and activity. And I don't think we're quite ready for that. You know, we're going to begin to look at some things. But, you know, what the uh, committee has decided that, that we'll do is classify those schools and, and to account for those students that live outside of the assigned districts. And uh, and so for schools that have a lot of out-of-district students that are coming in there, it's a way to account for them. And there's a multiplier place for them. And they also decided at the executive committee uh, meeting that they are going to allow a school to move up uh, a limit of two classifications. And uh, so one thing I would say is the Georgia High School Association has never uh, done this uh, in the past. It's the first time that... uh, First time in the history they've done it. We've had a multiplier that was applied to all private school students, every one of them, uh, you know, back in the in the past. And we've had something for kids that are outside of the county, but outside of those districts themselves, uh, we have not done that. And and I think that the the committee and the executive committee has tried to address that situation because they view that as uh, some, somewhere where people can gain a competitive balance. And this is an effort into, you know, trying to level the playing field a little bit. So we'll see where it goes. And the numbers will come in at the end of this month or the 1st of November, and the staff will uh, do an alphanumeric, you know, list, do the cutoffs to where the, the uh, classifications are going to lie, put that out there uh, people will have an opportunity to appeal that and and when we talk about competitive balance uh, you know there are some schools that are concerned that have some of these uh, special needs program at their schools you know with like you know SID PIDs MOID you know and so on and so forth of those all of those things are data that could be used in an appeal you know to you know if this puts a school in a different classification and all that, they can bring whatever data it is that they have and present it to the uh, reclassification committee. And since competitive balance has been a theme during this reclassification, I think that they would certainly take a hard look at that information and and make a positive ruling should one uh, need to be there. So that's how it's going to work. All right. Um, well, we're about to enter the segment where uh, we have some uh, remarks for aspiring leaders. And 
you know, you've been an assistant football coach, you've been a head football coach, you've been an AD and assistant principal and principal and assistant superintendent, superintendent, now you're the head man in charge of GHSA. So you've gone through several leadership changes in, in your career. What advice would you give to a principal who was maybe considering a move to be an assistant superintendent or maybe even make the big leap to superintendent? What's something that you would say to them? Well, it, I've already I've already said that uh, you know being a high school principal is a great training ground. I mean, there's no question about it. Just just because of the many different things, many different levels that you have to think about things and make decisions. And and you know what I've always tried to do is is you know you try to put as many people in the boat with you rowing in the same direction, and you stay open and you listen to people and 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 get close to those people that that are above you and understand what the requirements are uh you know that are above you i i know from interviewing uh people for central office jobs and all that stuff you could really tell those people that have prepared themselves for that you know if they're you know volunteer you know at the uh system level on whatever committees you can serve on you know spend time with those people and understand what it is that they do you know a lot of times you can understand what they do that you might want to do different you can create your own way of doing things you know i've always been able to learn a lot from people that i'm thinking hey you know i don't think i've done that i would do something a different way but uh just to be involved uh in this and and you know when you're in the school business you know, overall, I think that those people are successful. You know, it is a huge part of their lives. You know, I I, I know that I certainly, uh, you know, bought in to to that. And you know, my children and my family were always a big part, and and that's a huge part of your life. You just have to be dedicated to it. And there's always things that you. Uh, that are there to learn. Don't ever think that you know everything because you don't. And and just widen the group of people that you talk to and get advice from as as you make that. And and when the time comes, you know, for that next step and everything, make sure that that you have a great understanding of what that job is going to be and a definite idea of of how you're going to you know do that job what's involved in it how am i going to execute it you know these are my ideas and you know i think it's extremely important that you do that okay well just want to remind listeners today that we have dr robin hines he's the executive director of the ghsa on the line today and and he is our guest for episode seven of our first season here on the georgia high school principals podcast and just want to take a moment to thank Dr. Hines for taking the time out of his busy schedule and he was able to give us a a lot of insight into the day-to-day activities of the GHSA and how it relates to the role of high school principal and even um, you know some items of interest that people are always uh, interested in at the GHSA things like extracurricular activities additional sports reclassification and a, a lot of things so uh, just want to take this opportunity to thank you, Dr. Hines, for, for joining us today. And, um, you know, thank you for what you do for our state as the executive director. And thank you for what you do for all educational uh, leaders in Georgia as, as serving as a, as a role model for uh, aspiring leaders in our state. 
pleasure's mine, Dr. Finch. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, for our podcast listeners, we look forward to recording future podcasts with uh, other principals and even former principals like Dr. Hines in this great state. And so for now, for Episode 7 of our first season, we are signing off, and thanks for listening.